Good morning, all, and welcome to this morning's encounter with the Lord. This is Russell, your host. How are we all this morning? Morning, Russell. Morning, everyone. Good morning, Russell. Good morning, everyone. And we say good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. We thank you, Lord, for a new day, a new week ahead. We thank you that this means new opportunities. And we thank you for all the learnings we have had from last week, for all the experiences and in all our challenges, in all our circumstances. You were there, your hand protecting and guiding us, directing us, leading us, showing us the way. We've had situations with outcomes that were not in our favor. And we've had situations that were in our favor as well. We thank you, Lord, that in both circumstances, you always work for our good. And you draw us nearer to you. You call us back to be with you in the secret place where you can pour your wisdom and understanding. You pour out your light into our hearts where you grant us learning so that we emerge wiser out of the experiences that we have gained. We thank you, Father, that your word is that mirror through which we learn, through which we discern, through which we differentiate and through which we are able to make our decisions moving forward. We thank you, Father, that it is by your spirit that you bring revelation into our hearts. And by that revelation, we are able to see the path ahead, just as your word says, your word is a light unto my, is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Psalm 119 verse 105. We thank you, Lord that you continue to show us the way and you continue to teach us in the way that we should go. Your ways that are much higher than our ways. And every time we come to commune with you in the secret place, you pour out your peace and your joy into our hearts, Lord. That which only you can give and none other can. Peace in the midst of all kinds of challenges calm in the middle of storms in our life. That we are able to focus on you in that peace and to seek your direction. And we share the same Lord with all those that are part of this prayer meeting and praying family. We share it with Christians everywhere that do not yet know you with all those that do not want to know you. We share it also Lord with all those that we are lifting up at our altar of prayer and with those that have no one to pray for them. And as we offer our faith to stand in that gap, Lord, we call on your name. The name of our maker, our creator. The name of our father. The God of hope, the God of patience, the God who is a consuming fire. The one who is our goodness, our fortress, our high tower, our deliverer, our shield. The ancient of days. Who always honors his word and his covenants. And we pray in the name of his son, Jesus, the one who came to introduce us to that father, the word himself, who is the, the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end of everything is all contained in that word. He is the author and the finisher of our faith and our destiny. He is our rock, our refuge. He is the lion of Judah that leads us in the day of battle. He is the one who has enriched us in all utterance and knowledge. He is the Lord who heals. 
and we pray in the name of his spirit the spirit of the living god the spirit of jesus the spirit of truth the spirit of freedom the spirit of victory it is he who heals our backsliding and he is here to lift us up he has made his tabernacle within our body and now gives life to that dead body which was dead in the spirit alive in the flesh only but we are now made alive in the spirit and we can walk with him by the spirit to turn away from sin to turn away from the lust of the flesh so that satan can no longer have an anchor or a foothold in any of the choices that we make when we are led by the spirit we thank you lord that you have blessed us with the gift of your word and your spirit you have blessed us with the gift of prayer you have blessed us with every physical provision that we need with every spiritual gift that we might live in abundance and walk in dominion on the earth realm that you have given to us we thank you father that you reveal your systems of advantage you reveal your principles your prophecies your promises mysteries that are hidden in your word that you lay bare before us in plain sight and you open up our understanding to know the things of your kingdom that help us rise above our limitations we thank you father that you have blessed us with angels and with destiny helpers to fill every gap in our knowledge so that even when we fall short you have that rescue mechanism available to us the lifeline we thank you father and as we make our prayer and our reflection this morning i cover and seal every word we speak and every prayer we make as well as every person that is part of this prayer meeting and every member of every family that is part of this prayer group by the precious blood of jesus we put on our we put on our angels and dispatch them on assignments in accordance with your will for each of these lives lord we cover all our ministries that are part of this prayer group by the blood of jesus i call the angel of the lord to encamp about each of us to protect and keep us safe from harm sin danger accident injury pilfering theft hijacking terrorism any kind of natural disasters and spiritual attacks come on that angelic protection and i declare divine exemption in the mighty and all powerful name of jesus and we also herald the power in our spoken word as we proclaim your word lord from isaiah 55 verse 10 and 11 that says as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and bread for the eater so is my word that goes out from my mouth this day it will not return to me empty but will accomplish what i desire and achieve the purpose for which i sent it and i send it in faith in the name of jesus thank you lord for the power of life on our tongue and the discernment to choose life every time we speak thank you jesus today we will start a new series to two part series linked with the last one where on saturday we've seen five reasons to read the word of god today we will start with the difference between 
praying your word versus praying God's word. Now we've seen how it is important to read the word. We've looked at five reasons and one more to add and that is discernment between good and bad. God's ways versus the ways of sin. And the word acts as a mirror of truth. And this is where you apply that. By choosing what you will speak. And choosing what your prayer will be. It also offers direction then. But before we get into prayer, the first thing to understand, the basic there is that the kingdom of God is legalistic. It works according to a framework of law. And everyone in the universe is subject to those systems, to those laws, including angels and demons. Satan as well is required to work within that framework. And if you actually look closely, he does. He just uses loopholes in our understanding to confuse us. To get us to make a mistake according to that law. So we stand on the wrong side of the law. And then he takes on what his name is really worth. The role of an accuser. Satan. That's what the name means. And he stands to accuse us for breaking that law so that he doesn't need to harm us. God's law will do the damage. And we are seeing that in our Friday Bible study series on blessings and curses. So we are required everyone in existence are required to follow those laws. Right from the time of Adam, God said to him as well, you could eat or you can eat from any tree within the Garden of Eden, meaning I have set up an infrastructure or a system within Eden. You can tap into anything, any resource that is legally allowed and consume it. That's what eating from any tree means. Except the one that is forbidden. So anything Adam wanted to use within that system was a yes from God. That's what we need to remember. Anything within the laws are legally your right. That's the same for your country as well that you live in. Anything that the laws say is the right of the citizen, you don't need to create a case and go and fight to claim that. That is your right. But anything that is forbidden will put you on the wrong side of the law and law enforcement could imprison the person and they could be liable for punishment depending on what the law or the penal code says. In the same way, we need to have that same mindset when we approach God's kingdom and when we approach prayer. And this is really what 1 John 5.14 means. When it says, Whatever you ask according to his will, he hears you. Or whatever you ask, in other words, whatever you ask according to what he has legally provisioned for you, according to his laws, then he will hear you. He cannot deny it. 
So when you pray God's word back to him, you are making a legal demand on his constitution to fulfill it. And he will. When you ask in faith, he will because he is a rewarder of those who come in faith. We've just seen that the other day, last week. And the way to do it is find a scripture that speaks to your circumstances and claim it in faith. You can compare this process now to that of a lawyer in court who says according to section so-and-so of the country's penal code or their constitution, my client is entitled to this. And the judge checks it and says, yes, that's correct. So he can have it. And that's how cases are turned in their favor. And we're not really going down to the manipulative ones. The manipulative ones are the ones that Satan uses. Now you know how that works. But in, in short, we need to bear in mind it's a legal system when you are making requests or demands from God's system or his laws. Now the second way is when you are praying and you receive a scripture which is a revelation of a promise. God puts a certain scripture on your heart and he might even confirm it in a few ways. So you see the same scripture coming back again in different ways from different people or sources. That's God answering your question or request with a promise. And you need to discern what that promise means to you. Is there a condition that you need to fulfill in it? So you then go ahead and start working on the condition. At the same time, you keep declaring the promise over your life. So knowing that he always fulfills his promises, you can boldly declare it and you can call on him to fulfill it. That's the second way you can get answers from prayer. Either he provides a revelation or you claim it from scripture, which again is a revelation because you need to understand it in order to claim. You need to understand that this scripture speaks to my life circumstance. Only then can you claim it. So both ways, it's really revelation. But sometimes he goes the extra mile to put that scripture on your heart. Out of nowhere, you find that one scripture landing in your lap. So how does that work? How does this revelation work? Psalms 119 verse 130 says, The entrance of your words give light and it gives understanding unto the simple. The simple meaning of this verse is, with word comes revelation, wisdom, and the understanding to apply that revelation. What you need to do, should you fulfill a condition, what else needs to be done in order for it to be manifest. So when you pray with his word and meditate on it, then there is light and you receive direction. You receive instruction for the way ahead for your next move. And when you speak the word, after you've received revelation, when you speak the word, Jesus said in John 6, verse 63, my words are spirit and they are life. So that's what they are programmed to do. They are programmed to bring life into that circumstance. When you speak it with faith, he answers. So it's essentially fine-tuning your prayer to the specifics now when you get down to that scripture. 
So it is not broad, it is not generic, it is highly targeted and you are asking him to perform something which is legal, not an illegal request. He will not answer illegal requests. So revelation can come in one of these two ways. That is a promise or a direction to act on. When you are in Christ and Christ is in you after you are baptized, we have reflected last week on those, what does it mean to be in Christ? When you are baptized, you are in Christ, Christ in you, then you become a co-creator seated with him in heavenly realms. You can see that in Ephesians 2, Ephesians 2 verse 6. So you now have the ability to create like God did in Genesis chapter 1 when he spoke, when God said, let there be light. And he said, let there be a whole lot of other things. And they were. You are given that creation ability seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. And Jesus says, you can use my name to authorize it. This is where our authority to decree or to declare those words that you received in your revelation come from. And you can keep declaring it over your life. Knowing that it is a promise of God. And every promise of God is a yes in Christ. It must be fulfilled because he will not go back on his word. And that is what should really the understanding of the fact that he will not go back on his word is what should inspire your faith. When you pray it back to him, you can tell him you are not a liar. So this word cannot fail. But now on the contrary, when you pray your words, what's the difference? The same legalistic system comes in now. They are not necessarily according to his law or his system. And if they are not, then he is not obliged to answer them. And in doing so, he is not even breaking any of his promises. That's like the lawyer not quoting the constitution making his own assumptions and then asking the judge to fulfill those assumptions. The judge has no constitutional basis. If you look at it from the legal system, if you have any idea or experience of courts, then you will know that the judge has to refer to constitutional basis in order to pass judgment or a decision or to award someone their rights. If the judge has no constitutional basis for it, he cannot say yes. He will refuse it. So if God is not answering you, first check this. Am I asking according to what he has willed for me? Now, one thing to remember in any words you pray is that any words that you pray are spirit. Not just God's word. Any words you pray are spirit. They are capable of infecting, affecting influencing others and they have the ability to be answered by God in the form of blessings or they have the ability to be answered by Satan and bring curses either on others or yourself and that's really how witchcraft works but any words are spirit and if you have a doubt 
try abusing someone or saying something unpleasant to someone and look at their expressions. It can bring a change in them. Right from making them express certain kinds of emotions to going into depression, into anxiety, to, to having ill effects on their health. Words have a dangerous power capability. So we need to be careful with our words. And that is why Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, be careful of what you say. What you say is what you will get. In John 6 verse 63, he said, my words are life. But what is not his word can bring destruction or death. What if Satan decides to say amen to your words? Where you are cursing your child, where you are abusing your spouse or, of, or a sibling, where you are mistreating a friend or a family member and Satan decides to say, okay, let me take those words and say amen. That is permission for him. If you are in a position of authority over them, that is permission for him to intervene and take over the rest of the battle from them. And the outcome can be unfortunate. Though undesirable, it will still happen. Though you didn't intend it, it will still happen. That is why it says life and death are in the power of your tongue. And so choose wisely. Now, so far we have looked at the content of your prayer, your word content in your prayer, what you speak. Tomorrow when we continue on it, we will look at the other half of your prayer, faith. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray. As we reflect back on our prayer, every prayer that we make, before we speak it, let us pause for a moment and reflect on what are we really saying and is it scriptural or legal according to God's laws that what we are asking can then have, we can then, it can then carry that expectation of or a hope of an answer. Help us reflect on that thought. And this is probably why you need to read the word of God more. If you are not reading the word of God, you don't know what you are missing out on. It's like going into the courts saying, I will fight my own case, but not knowing what the law stipulates. You are doomed to lose such a case. And if you are thinking what this is, I'd encourage you to read Isaiah chapter 41. Where God says, I think it's Isaiah 41 verse 21. He says, present your case and bring forth your strong reasons why I should answer you. You cannot argue on the basis of something that's illegal. So Father, we ask for that edification in our spirit so that our eyes are open to how your system, your courts work and how we can place our request in a way that we can ensure it must come back with the answer that we're looking for. I ask for that edification, that wisdom, that opening up of our understanding in the name of Jesus. And as we pray for spiritual edification, we also pray for our physical and our temporal needs, those of our families and friends. 
We pray for all those that are battling all kinds of sickness and disease, for all families facing division and separation of any kind. We pray, Lord, for all those that are battling all kinds of strongholds in their lives, especially that of prayerlessness, busyness, ignorance, and poverty. We pray for our own personal needs, those of our families and friends. Father, we thank you that you have heard us, that you always hear us. And as we release our faith and our prayer, making this a prayer of agreement with each other in the spirit, we believe that we have received, Lord. We believe that this prayer is an answered prayer in the name of Jesus. I encourage all those that can pray in the spirit using the gift of tongues to unmute and join in. Those that are praying for that gift, release your tongue and your faith. Ask the Holy Spirit to take over. Let us now make our prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. <laughs> Sakara la leda, 
scripture that's been put on my heart this morning is from 2 Timothy 1 verses 13 and 14. Follow the pattern of the sound words which you have heard from me in the faith and love which are in Christ Jesus. Guard the truth that has been entrusted to you by the Holy Spirit who dwells within us. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We also have a scripture shared in the chat. This is from Ephesians chapter 6, verse 11 and 12, quoted from the NIV, where it says, Put on the full armor of God, so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. We are being blessed by these morning encounters, Brother Savio's powerful daily reflections, the Divine Mercy and Rosary sessions, as well as Friday Bible teachings. Please share links with friends and family to come join us during sessions, or you can point them to the recordings. And you can also share links to our WhatsApp and our Telegram group so that they can join us and post their prayer requests there. And let the mercy and the grace, the peace of our Lord Jesus Christ and his favor that comes out of his jealous love for us, chases and overtakes us. Let that be multiplied in each of our lives this day so that as we are blessed, let us in turn go out and be a blessing to everyone around us in the name of Jesus and for his glory. Be blessed and have a wonderful day and a great week ahead, everyone. Thank, Thank you, you, Russell. God bless, God bless everyone. everyone. And a wonderful day to each of you.